I've started, Joe. Started doing what? I've started, so started I'll finish. Dressing as Goodbye. A I uh, I would love to dress. Finish podcast then. Have you ever tried? Have you ever dressed up as a lady? No. Oh, I've tried some bits. I don't think so. I've tried some bits. Never I out. Think I put on like, never out in public. I think I put on a girlfriend's bra once, just for when they came out of the toilet to surprise them. I think that's the it, probably. Oh man, you need to experience a bit of. Uh, I have a thong in my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. Me and Marion got our own thongs. Man um, thong, lady thong. Right, Joe. Yeah. Um, how do I fucking talk about this one? Every week I say this is gonna be a fucking mystery and a half, yeah? Yeah, you need to uh, you need to change up a bit. Well how about I say this ain't a mystery? Okay, you are changing up a bit. This ain't a mystery. This is something that happened, that we know happened. Ah. But there's so much more to the story that I find fascinating and interesting. Okay. It's quite macabre. Macabre. Macabre, I like so that like word. you're auditioning for Macbeth or something. Macabre, like Macbeth. I mean, it's something that we we uh, know of and that will connect with us from our, our youth. Is it surprisingly easy to masturbate to? No. <laughs> no. And if it is... I, I think you should seek help. <laughs> okay, um, you know, see what he says, macabre, so let's see what it's gonna be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, let right, me just um, fucking get this shit up. I'm fucking ready to delve into this shit then. Fucking gotta try let's, it. Uh, let's hear this macabre, not easy to masturbate to story. Well, when you were a teenager, Joe, yeah, I was growing teenager. up, yeah. what did you enjoy? What did I enjoy? Yeah. Um, teenager, I enjoyed playing sports. Did you? Yeah, I enjoyed sports, I enjoyed Dragon Ball Z, I enjoyed music, playing it, writing it, thinking I was good at it, then getting a reality check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but what did you watch? Did I watch? Yeah. Are we talking about a TV show? Talking about a bit of everything. What did you watch as a fucking teenager, Joe? Um, I watched, like I said, Dragon Ball Z, I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I watched Match of the Day. I can't fucking remember, dude. I'm really sorry if I'm fucking up the flow because I genuinely can't remember shit. Jesus Christ. Joe, yeah. we liked wrestling. Wrestling, we did like we wrestling. We liked wrestling. That's right. We did like wrestling. You A lot. Right. Yeah. And as it was known back then, the And w- that's the bottom line. The WWF. Yeah. Which then became the WWE. Yeah. Which overall is fucking wrestling. Wrestling, bitch. In fact, did you go to Wembley to see the wrestling life? I went to Wembley to see wrestling no. life. And I think... I went to the town hall. I think this wrestler might have been there. I think I might have seen this wrestler live. Well... Are you about to talk about Chris Benoit? I am about to talk about Chris Oi. Benoit. Because I've always C-T-E. known... CTE. I've always known about it, mm. but I haven't known that much detail about it. Okay, now you do. And there's a lot of detail. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's unravel this parcel then. So over the span of 30 plus years, World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, formerly the World Wrestling Federation, WWF, has become the leading brand in sports entertainment. Much of this success has been contri- attributed to company chairman, now, um, what's the word? Now, completely shamed <laughs> chairman. Oh, really? Because he done some very bad shit. Vince McMahon. What bad shit did he do? That'll be another podcast. Don't I tell me it's like another I touched someone. Oh again. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So boring. Get another fucking kink. And his vision of pay-per-view television. When he took over the reins from his own father, McMahon, started an annual tradition that has become a wrestling superpower known as WrestleMania. Mm. And totally transformed the industry. Never understood that, but he's right. Pay-per-view is just like, hey, 
let's fucking pay money to watch this one event. Mm-hmm. Like now, fucking boxing does it, UFC does it, arm, arm wrestling, wrestling does Joe's it. favorite. Yeah, baby. I figured it out. I think I spend about somewhere between 200 to 300 pounds a, mo- a year on wrestling, arm wrestling. What WWF star or WWE star would have been the best arm wrestler, Joe? The best arm wrestler? Yeah. Mark Henry. Mark Henry? He was a genuinely very good arm wrestler. Was he? Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. I, was, I think he was. I was gonna fucking. Or the big show just because of how massive he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before it turned to flab, yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, there was a fair amount of flab when he was in his prime, so. But flab doesn't necessarily mean you're not strong. This uh, global success story has been overshadowed with controversies of alleged substance abuse from wrestlers that have been con- contracted to the WWE throughout the years. Consider the accident that claimed the life of Owen Hart. Yes. Remember that? Yes. What that, happened, Joe? That's fucking mad. Do you remember what happened? He was, like, entering the ring from, like, I guess the ceiling. Yep. And whatever sort of contraption they had in place to, you know, hoist him down fucking failed and he fell the whole goddamn way into the ring and I think, I'm pretty sure he died on impact. He died and he died. Live audience Live audience. Yeah. People watched him die. That's fucking so. terrible. The events of the weekend of the 22nd to the 25th of June 2007 must rank as the most shocking turn of events during his tenure as a champ. <clears throat> I always preferred Bret Hart anyway. Chris Benoit was one of the premier athletes in the whole of the WWE. Do you remember Chris Benoit? I do, yeah. I remember Chris Benoit. Yeah. He was a good wrestler, right? He was short and jacked. He was Canadian, I think. Ah, really? I he's, think so. His name says French to me, but it could be a French Canadian. French Canadian. And I think he... um. He was, he kind of, do you remember what his finisher was? Like his. I assumed it was some sort of. Like ankle lock, ankle wasn't it? breaker locker. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought as well. He was a good wrestler. Some sort of submission move. And he was never like the peak, peak, like the no, rock, stone like cold. Charisma st- yeah, but he also cold, wasn't rock. like fucking no. gold dust. <laughs> well, do you remember the fucking. I don't know what to Do you say remember the hoe train? The hoe train. Yeah. As, a teen- <laughs> as a teenager, the hoe train was amazing. Oh, we loved the hoe train. Jeez. Yeah. Um, wow, imagine that's when my train now. driving career started. Um, at Where 40, the hose at? At 40 years of age, he had moved into a veteran stage of his career. However, he had been a champion within the organisation numerous times. I'm sure he. I remember him being like the hardcore champion, one of those ones. That sounds more. Or maybe like, intercontinental. Yeah. Um, he was still a major draw for audiences and was widely regarded as one of the best technical wrestlers of any generation. Benoit was worthy of mention in the same breath as the likes of Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> it was approximately 3.30pm when close friend Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, yeah, Chavo yeah, Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. Weren't they like tag team partners? I think they were, yeah. Yeah. Didn't he die as well? Oh, for real? I think I he died know. of a... I might be wrong. Nate? He might be wrong. I wonder if he died of a heart attack or was that X-Pac? I remember someone. It might be both. I mean, there's a lot of steroid abuse in the wrestling industry and a I lot of cardiac arrest. I don't know how much steroids uh, attribute to heart attacks. Uh, I think that's quite a lot. I know they can really attribute to, like, stomach issues and <laughs> digestion problems. And like, What the fuck am I talking about? I ain't no doctor. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure there's quite a lot of research into it, yeah. Um, So, so uh, Guerrero received a voicemail message from Benoit that admitted to missing a flight for the show that was scheduled for later that evening. So, you know, you'd be thinking, shit, we got a show tonight. He's yeah. not going to be there. We're going to have mm-hmm. to, like, cover. Mm-hmm. When Guerrero returned the call for confirmation, he spoke to Benoit. Mm-hmm. But commented that Benoit sounded like he was exhausted. Yeah. During this call, Benoit told Guerrero about a bout of food poisoning. Affected uh, Nancy Benoit, 
known to WCW audiences simply as woman, and their seven-year-old son, Daniel. Guerrero had no qualms about accepting what he was told and left it there. Because you wouldn't. If your mate is being like, normal behaviour, yeah, he phones up tired, like, he says partner's got food poisoning, tired, son's got food poisoning. taking care of my sick family, yeah. not tired from You're not going to think anything of that. Yeah. In the early hours of the 24th of June 2007, a string of text messages were sent from the phones of both Benoit elders to several WWE staff. Benoit elders? Yep. Like Chris and his wife. I don't know, let's find out. <laughs> Including Chavo Guerrero and referee Scott Armstrong. Another voicemail that was sent much later on the same day stated simply that Daniel Benoit was vomiting blood. And both Chris and Nancy Benoit were at the hospital with him. Yeah? Okay then, so this is reality so far. So far. This is what we know of, this is what everyone was told. Okay. As a result, Chris Benoit doubted that he would be able to attend the pay-per-view event, Night of Champions, where he was advertised in a title match against CM Punk. Uh, yeah? Okay then. Chris did say that he would be taking a later flight to Houston the following day. However, he did not turn up as promised. So, I'm so sorry to interrupt it. That's okay. The report of, you know, going to hospital with <coughs> vomiting blood, is that coming directly from Chris Benoit? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Uh, senior Vice President of Talent Relations, John Larinitis, that's generally what his name spells like, Larry. learned of the text messages sent over the previous weekend and began to have suspicions that all was not what it seemed. When the WWE asked the Fayette County Sheriff's Department to check on the Benoit family, they found three bodies. They found someone trying to perform, reenact The Shining. The scheduled broadcast of WWE Monday Night Raw was cancelled and replaced with a tribute show to Chris Benoit's life and career. It was an understandable gesture to make. But, in this case, a touch premature. Hmm. It was only after this broadcast that the true and horrifying tale began to emerge. When the Fayette County Sheriff's Department began their investigation into the major crime scene, they were able to determine a few facts almost immediately. According to the forensic analysts, Nancy Benoit died of strangulation sometime on Friday. Police found her tied up and wrapped in a towel in an upstairs bedroom. There was a Bible next to her. The Bible did it. Injuries to her back suggested that Benoit jammed one knee into her back while he was strangling her. Blood beneath her head indicated that she fought for her life, but officially no signs of a struggle were recorded. Sad man. That's a, so no signs of a struggle were recorded officially? No. That's weird. And like, as far as I'm aware of, we may find out differently, but as far as I'm aware of, there was no, there's no pattern of Chris Benoit having abusive uh, do you know what? Like, we haven't seen anything I've been sure. told. Now, there may be, but so far we haven't been told that. Mm. So, at the moment, we're just thinking, out well, blue, yeah. this is this professional athlete, this is out of the blue, that some that he's that murdered his wife. This is a bit bizarre. Nobody knows for certain the time of death for Daniel Benoit. That's his son. Mm-hmm. It's said that decompos- decomposition had begun just like it had with his mother. Mm-hmm. However, the decomposition decomp- of the boy's body was not at the same stage. The youngster had internal injuries to his throat, but no exterior wounds. 
A toxology report said that Xanax was found and that Daniel was more than likely unconscious when he was suffocated. Another Bible was found not far from his body. A claim was later made that Chris Benoit's son Daniel had a condition known as Fragile X Syndrome. I know Fragile X. Do you? Yes. What is it? Um, it's the sort of thing you'd see uh, with the people we work with. Yep. Yeah. It's like a chromosome um, chromosome alteration difference. I can't say like I'm an expert on it, but yes, I know of it. Chris's best friend was another wrestler. Chris Jericho. Ah. Y2K. Y2K. Still, he's acting these days. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he has a podcast and he acts. Much healthier. Yeah. Jericho conducted research into this condition and at the time said that it fit Daniel to a T. Needle marks were allegedly found in the arms of Daniel. They were assumed to have been attempts made by his father to inject growth hormones into him to combat this. That's right, you physical appearance is not typical however there is all this is all conjecture conjecture Jericho did later confess that if Benoit wished to keep something private then he would have easily done so clearly a private person in his 2011 book Jericho acknowledged that Daniel Benoit wasn't suffering from fragile X syndrome but at the same time of his death it did make some sense that he was a statement was released after the events that all Daniel Benoit's medical records made no mention of any ailments of a physical or mental nature. Hmm. Additionally, his teachers considered the young Benoit on a par with other students of his age. So the symptoms are all portrayed by Chris Benoit. It sounds like Chris Benoit had this in his head. Weird. Which is interesting. I thought Fragile X, you know how people with Down syndrome have a very specific look? Yeah. Same with people like Williams. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure Fragile X is the same. It's a very specific look. As well. I might be wrong, but... Anyways, sorry. Earlier this year, Sandra Toffolini, uh, Nancy Benoit's sister, um, appeared on an episode of Talk is Do Jericho. That's his podcast. Mm. Uh, she denied all claims that Daniel had any sickness. Mm. The, me- the needle marks said to be on his arms wore, in her own words... Preposterous. Benoit himself was discovered in his gym. He had committed suicide by hanging. Benoit had made a makeshift noose from one of the pulley cables. When he fa- uh, then he fastened it to some weights on a weight machine. When the custom-made setup was triggered by dropping the counterweights, it immediately broke Benoit's neck. The investigation into the death started and ended at Benoit. Police were satisfied that they need not look for anyone else in relation to the deaths. They ruled it a double murder-suicide. One question that hasn't been answered, and isn't likely to be, is why. What do you think? Why do you think this happened? I will say it's a very creative way to kill yourself. It's, it's sad. It's really, really tragic. It's a horrible story. Like someone who I imagine loved his family. Something, to me, like there's brain damage, there's psychosis, yeah, there's something going on, there's I mental I think it's the same thing that health. American football players get, CTE. Mm-hmm. It's a type of brain damage. Like, but I think it's not like instant, where you see the symptoms immediately. I think it's like a long, you know, like the waves crashing on the rocks, it takes years for it to sort of really uh, to 
come about and have its effects. It's like constant um, injury to the brain, I believe. The Bible makes me feel like it was religious shit, as in, like, he felt like his family had been possessed and he had to, like... Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've... It yeah, like the, the some touch kind of, of the Bible was obviously a personal thing. No. Unless it was just they were religious and he wanted say could have the religious side next to him to wish to bring them luck in the afterlife. I don't know. I don't know. But for me, it's it's clearly some kind of yeah that um, ritual practice of trying to exercise demons is not a very Western <coughs> no. world pra- cultural practice. I could be wrong. So yeah, I I was just, I'm just I'm assuming it's the CTE sort of stuff. One of the main theories proposed was initially made by another former wrestler, Christopher Nowinski. Nowinski believed that Chris Benoit suffered from constant concussion that went untreated. That's what CTE, I think, is well, quite common in wrestling, I think. During his wrestling career, Benoit did allow himself to be struck on the head with a folded-up chair made of steel on numerous occasions. As part of the shows, this was deemed to be acceptable for the time. It's mad, actually, when you think about what wrestlers put themselves <laughs> yeah. through back in the day. Breaking their Mick bodies. Foley, man. Went through so much, Boy, yeah. You know? Um, and it was deemed acceptable, which is just insane. And Benoit has by no means the was no by no means the only one who risked uh-huh. his health with this seemingly dangerous activity. I saw it fucking loads when I was the Hardy just, Boys doing their swan yep, bombs. Yep. Just to themselves it yeah. were. During his post-mortem examination, it was concluded that Benoit's brain was akin to an 85-year sufferer of Alzheimer's disease. There you go, too many knocks to the head. Right. I like those NFL players. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, those NFL players. They're so, retired now. They, they, they don't even know their name. And he's shit. 40 years old and he's got like an 85-year-old person's brain. Mm-hmm. Further damage was recorded in all four lobes and the stem. Not all former WWE superstars believe this, though. In his autobiography, The, autobiography, the Hardcore Truth, Bob Holly believes that alcoholism is to blame. He did not believe the cause to be dementia from blows to the head or even steroid abuse. When on the road, Holly regularly travelled with Benoit. Holly witnessed him drink a lot more often than use steroids or other drugs. It's still though stating the fact that he did use drugs. He yeah. did have still concu- like concussions from chairs and he drank along with other drugs. So that's quite a number of things. There. <laughs> I think there's a lot of variables and uh, the combination of all of those things are probably not a very healthy thing. If you think about it. Drugs, alcohol, another drug, knocks to the head, untreated concussions. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the cause behind the Chris Benoit murder-suicide, over that weekend the WWE reacted quickly and firmly. In the last nine years, the name of Chris Benoit has been omitted from all merchandise, promotional materials, and past history. All of his accomplishments within the squared circle have been expunged. Do you know what? I think that's unfair. I, I agree. Because he's a... His he's family a, are the first victims, yep. but he's also a victim yep. of yep. something here. Agreed. Not an intentional crime yep. or yep. intentional foul, Agreed. but he's the victim of ignorance right now, and he's the unfortunate example that's going to teach the rest of us about what to do to avoid this in the future. Can I just say that this is the most serious podcast we've ever done? Yeah, we've gone I want to make jokes murder. all the time, and I've, started, I've, I've dropped them, I've gone serious. You have? I'm serious, Joe, right You're now. serious, Joe, I'll today. save the butt-fucking for later. Plus, all active and former wrestlers, staff, and executives of WWE were banned from bringing up his name at any time. That feels so weird to me. That's yeah, do they call it white, whitewashing line. history or something? Uh, maybe I, I don't know about the term, but yeah, it's like denying all oh, accountability. Or that who that is? Yeah, <laughs> even though they <laughs> never probably, heard of him. They probably had a massive lack of um, support with him, and probably played a major part in 
what he ended up doing because they didn't look after him and didn't do that's the correct thing. That's what he's a victim of, the lack of knowledge and awareness around what happens to someone who lives this life. There was, n- there was one good thing to come out of this dark day in sports. Many of the major wrestling companies, TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro and particular WWE, have all updated their wellness policies in the hope that such an say, act yeah. will never happen um, again. I'm going to assume they have fucking neurologists and therapists on their fucking um, retainer. Fucking mad, isn't it? It's yeah. so sad. It's incredibly sad. It is so fucking sad. Yeah. So apparently, um, on June 25th, 2007, uh, everyone was found, you know, dead. Yeah. Um, police entered Benoit's home on a welfare check after several missed op- uh, appointments mm-hmm. and found three dead bodies. Investigators confirmed that Benoit murdered his wife and son and committed suicide over a three-day period. The Bible's made me think like Jesus came back for revenge, but uh, there was no Bible by Chris's body, was there? Uh, actually, that's a good point. I haven't seen anything about that. So on Friday, June 26th, Benoit killed his wife, leaving her bound at the ankles and wrists and covered with a sheet in a room in their home. So he covered her with a sheet. Imagine that for a second. The person who you think loves you the most uh-huh. in this world. I know. Suddenly turns on you like fucking Jacqueline Hyde or whatever you call it. Yeah, that's why it's like unthinkable for and unimaginable like, oh, You're into for some so frisky, rough stuff tonight. Then, well, it's going too far then. Before you know it, it's a fight for your life. Oh, it's mad. A Bible was left by a body and she died of asphyxiation. She had bruises on her back and stomach, consistent with Benoit pressing a knee into the back while pulling on a cord around the neck. It was later revealed that Nancy filed for divorce in May 2003. For four years prior? Yeah. Okay. Allegedly after domestic abuse from Chris. Uh, so it wasn't a one first time sort of thing? Well, it sounds like he possibly had an alcoholism problem. And obviously we know quite often alcoholism, unfortunately, is related to a lot of... Um, what, what do you call it? Spouse abuse? Oh, it's it's heavily... Yeah, spouse abuse Domestic is often fueled by um, alcohol, or at least a component of it, yeah. I think so. Say so, yes, with no knowledge of facts, it's just an yeah. assumption, but it seems like a logical assumption. So she apparently withdrew it in August 2003, just a few months later, according to the county's district attorney, Scott Ballard. I mean, they had a bit of a reconciliation, like, I'll change, and she's like, all right. I'll... So between the killings, he then made that call to... Um, Eddie yeah. Guerrero. That's Charlie why he was out of breath. Yeah. Um, the same co-worker concerned about Benoit's tone and demeanour called him about 12 minutes later. Benoit did not answer the call and the co-worker left a message saying, just call me back. Uh, 3.44, Benoit called the co-worker back, stating he did not... Uh, that he did not answer the call because he was on the phone with Della, Delta Airlines changing his flight. Mm-hmm. Benoit stated the food poisoning... Um, according to WWE, a co-worker was often travels with Benoit, called him from outside the Houston airport, and Benoit answered. Benoit told the co-worker that Nancy was throwing up blood, and Daniel was also throwing up. Um, between two killings, Benoit later called WWE's ta- talent relations office, stating that his son was thrown up. I mean, the thing is, right, there's a lot of cover from Benoit, like he's... It's very premeditated. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a sudden snap, is it? Or maybe it was a snap to kill them, and then afterwards, the rationale rational side of his brain kicks and said, like, what have I done? This is... I don't know, but then he went to kill himself anyway. you think he would have just never called anybody. It's, it is kind of mysterious in terms of what was going on in his mind in all of this. Daniel suffocated by Benoit in his own bedroom, killing him. A Bible was left by the boy's body 
However, it was revealed on June 27th that Benoit may have killed his son with a chokehold. Scott Ballard said the boy had internal injuries to the throat area but showed no bruises, indicating he may have been locked in the crook of his father's own arm. Uh, it goes on about the Fragile X Syndrome again and saying that everything came up saying that there was no no issue at all. There was no reason to have fought this. Um, between 3.51 and 3.58 a.m. on June 24th, 2007, five text messages were sent to Benoit's co-workers, among which was Chavo Guerrero, from both Benoit and his wife's phone. The first, third, fourth and fifth text messages stated, My physical address is 130 Green Meadow Lane. Uh, Fayetteville, Georgia, 30215. Except the fifth message omitted the word physical. The second text message, which according to Scott Ballard, was believed to have been sent to his neighbour to get someone to find their bodies after he committed suicide, although Chavo claims to have also received a message, stated, the dogs are in the enclosed pool area, Garrett's side door is open. WW officials were notified of the text messages sent to the co-workers two hours before the bodies were found. There's no evidence that Benoit left a suicide note of any kind, making it difficult to understand any possible motives for his actions. WWE attorney Jeff Jerry McDevitt appeared on Blah 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 live with Dan Abrams on July 17, 2007, said that Benoit was prescribed testosterone as part of a treatment for testosterone replacement therapy which McDevitt said was a common medical practice for people who had used steroids in the past and had suffered testicular damage as a result. Uh, Former wrestler and Harvard graduate Christopher Nowinski, who had since gone on to groundbreaker in the fields of sports-related concussion trauma and chronic traumatic encephalopathy, I can't, yeah, along with the... um, writing of the book Head Games Fobble's Concussion Crisis has come out and claimed that Benoit may have been suffering from repeated untreated concussions throughout his wrestling career um yeah everything we've said so far paranoia um headlineplanet.com stated that after the death of his friend Johnny Grunge in 2006 Chris Benoit refused to attend his funeral and he would not attend church anymore due to a hatred of religion he would not let Nancy Benoit go out past 6pm and he would not let Daniel Benoit go outside because he felt that someone was watching his family um, and paranoid that someone was stalking him. This behaviour is consistent with late-onset schizophrenia. However, it should be noted that the diagnostic criteria for late-onset schizophrenia is still a subject of some debate, and paranoid behaviour does not necessarily indicate that someone has schizophrenia. Anything could have happened. I mean, potentially... Yeah, we're going for some serious husband and wife breaking up, end of the relationship stuff. And he was like, well, if you're leaving me, no one can have you. But And he thought, if I kill the wife, I have to kill them, the boy. And if I have to kill, kill them, I have to kill myself. Yeah. Or maybe it is exactly what we were suggesting. The CTE combined with the drugs and alcohol, it's, it sounds like it's kind of all of it. It does. Um, it sounds like... You're building a house, it doesn't take one brick, it takes loads of bricks. It sounds like every single possible brick needed to build that house for him to amount to that. Was yeah. Placed in there for him to um, eventually become this person. Steroids were found in the home, leading some media organisations to hypothesise that steroid induced rage may be the cause of Benoit's actions. 
some doctors have linked steroid use to uncontrollable anger among other psychological issues which include paranoia wwe released a press statement hitting out at the roid rage claims one of the statements read the physical findings announced by authorities indicate deliberation not rage that's the wife's feet and hands were bound and she was asphyxiated not beaten to death by the account of the authorities there were substantial periods of time between the death of the wife and the death of the son um, again suggesting deliberate fault not rage the presence of a bible by each uh, is also not an act of rage any thoughts on that um yeah i think they're half right and half wrong I understand what they're saying, that there's an amount of time between the deaths, which makes it seem less like it's rage, but the way he killed his wife to me doesn't show that it's not rage. And there's no reason why you couldn't have had rage, died down, had rage again. Yeah. So... Um, George Bower uh, investigated at 2.30pm July 7, 2007, it was announced that three different drugs were found in Nancy Benoit's system. Hydrocodidine, Hydromorphine, I think that is, and Xanax. All three drugs were found to be levels investigators considered normal for therapeutic treatments. Um, a blood alcohol level was found at 0.184. Dr. Chris Sperry added it was impossible to say whether any of the blood findings was due to ingestion of alcohol or the post mortem process. It was also ruled out that Nancy was sedated by Chris before she was murdered. Xanax was found in Daniel Benoit's system. Scott Ballard noted that. Uh, this was not a drug that would be given to a child under normal circumstances it's believed that Daniel was sedated prior to being murdered um, with Dr. Speary ruling out that Daniel died of a drug overdose however the GBI said in the press conference that he could not perform tests for steroids or human human growth hormones um, on Daniel because of the lack of urine um, Xanax and hydro Codeine were also found in Chris Benoit's system at level investigators called, called consistent with therapeutic use. Elevated levels of uh, testosterone, uh, cypernets, were found in his urine. Investigators believed that the level which were found suggested it had been taken recently. No artificial steroids were found in Chris's urine, nor was there evidence of GHB, contrary to speculation. Benoit also tested negative for blood alcohol. I mean, overall, it's just a sad, sad story. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, I don't know. I don't know. It's so sad. It's incredibly tragic, and the mystery, I think, lies lies in the root of what triggered this, or why he did it, and why kill them instead of just himself. Yeah. You know, I think people who suffer from these things <laughs> often don't commit double homicide before suicide I mean they normally just kill themselves but this is a yeah maybe like their relationship had loads of trauma it looked like they were going in and out of divorce stage type Mm. things he thought his son was suffering from some sort of condition I mean it's the drugs paranoia it's a mystery as in we'll never know why this happened but there are suggestions or suggestive things that could have played a part there are theories that are very plausible um but yeah it's it's sad and i think it's really sad that it's just kind of i understand why there's a sense of shame and a sense of like well why they, why the wwe trying to yeah, distance themselves as from in like i mean there's also an element of he killed his wife and his kid and that's horrible they have an image to protect at the end of it they're a business aren't they 
but um, there's definitely something, obviously, you know, and not right. They have to, I mean, they don't want to, but they have to take some responsibility and uh, contribution to what happened, right? This is like the least funny podcast we've ever done. <laughs> it's just fucking... We got serious. serious on this one. Fucking hell, what the fuck? I mean, WTF Mysteries doesn't always have to be funny, guys. Sometimes it's going to break Sometimes your heart. Sometimes we try and be funny and it's not funny. Sometimes this is the time we're not trying and it's it just makes us sad. I'm going to drive us into this field and uh, <laughs> put a Bible by our body. Fucking hell. I mean, jeez. Um, Joe, let's end with something positive. All right, let's end with something positive. This sad, <laughs> sad, sad situation. I just saw some ducks. Hey, ducks! That made me feel better. I like ducks. Well, let's choke them out and leave a Bible next to them. <laughs> Fucking hell. No, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this brought light to the terrible thing that is CTE, I think. And um, it's like, you know how some people, they want to raise awareness for a cause, they do charity events, yep. get celebrities involved. Yep. This guy committed a heinous crime <laughs> for the cause. I mean, we're, we're, we are raising awareness right now for yeah, the podcast. we're raising awareness by talking shit about it. Um, you know. Never, never judge a book by its cover. What's the Ted Lasso quote? About the Bible. Be, be curious, curious, not critical. Not critical. Yeah. That's how I feel about this case. Yes. Be curious. Agreed. Not critical. Um, Joe, if anyone wants to send us a mystery, it could be something fucked up. It could be something like this. It could be something funny. It could be a general mystery. Give us a fucking mystery. We're not talking like where have my keys gone. Mystery. It could be why does my wife keep moaning at night when my friend stays over. <laughs> we can try and solve that mystery for you. Why does my toothbrush smell like fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why do I keep getting um, herpes? <laughs> we can help you solve these mysteries. Yeah, just let us know by tweeting us at WTF Mysteries. And if you want to fucking email us, you can do it at thisisdoneproductions at hotmail.co.uk. Joe, sign us fucking off. Alright, people in this world, you can be anything you want to be. Just don't be a Bible killer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>